Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. What did I take away from today's episode? Actually confirmation from Gabriel that our skin is our biggest organ and that its main job is filtering. So he was telling me that whatever goes on your skin eventually ends up in your body. So we got to be careful about what's going on our skin. Join me on today's podcast as Gabriel shares some of his DIY tips for using non-toxic household items to make your skin look and feel better. Okay, so, oh my gosh, my guest today, Gabriel... I was first referred to your products by my eye doctor. I have dry eyes. And she said, if you're going to wear eye makeup, you have to find an eye makeup brand that doesn't have, excuse my language, a lot of crap in it. (laughs) And that's how I found you. And then fast forward to me getting diagnosed with cancer. And I realized I don't want any junk. I don't want any toxins anywhere on my body. Can you tell me how you started caring about the non-toxic makeup space 30 years ago when you started? Well, Deborah, thank you so much for having me on your show. It was such an honor to have met you in person finally uh, two weeks ago. My journey started before I was born, and it was a family uh, value that we have always had taking care of our bodies and taking care of what we put into it. And it does make a difference. So I grew up with that philosophy of just being gentle with my body and giving it the best natural alternatives that were available. And this, uh, this has been a lifelong quest journey for me that I um, remind myself every morning what a blessing it truly is to be able to share my products with with the world and reaching them too and giving them an alternative. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people just don't realize there's an alternative to chemicals. Yes, there is. There always has been. And Mm. I first started talking the... Gabriel Cosmetic Gospel 30 years ago when there was no internet. So I had to do a lot of public speaking, a lot of tours. I put a lot of miles on my body across the country. Well, so that leads me to a couple of questions. And can you tell us a little bit about the skin? I've always heard that, you know, the skin can can absorb toxins. Can you, you know shine some light on that statement. Absolutely. Uh, The skin is the largest organ in our body, and it averages in weight between five to seven pounds. So that's a lot of skin. 
And that's a lot of there's billions of pores throughout our entire skin that help us to naturally excrete toxins as well as absorb oxygen, moisture, food, uh, anything we put onto it, which also means makeup and cosmetics in general. So our skin being the largest organ in our body, it is very porous. So what we put into it gets absorbed into our skin, into our bloodstream, into our organs. So we need to make sure that we use only the best chemical-free ingredients that are available onto it because it will be absorbed onto our skin. I had a customer ask me that if I could um, verify or validify what I was telling her. And she said, because if, when I put um, on blush, I'm not going to taste it or I'm not going to feel it immediately. I go, no, you're not. Uh, so I gave her a test to do at home. I told her, I want you to rub uh, some garlic on your on the bottom of your foot. And you tell me, how long is it going to take for you to uh, taste it? And within a couple minutes, she was able to taste it. And after that, she was a true believer in uh, what I was telling her, that we were able to um, absorb everything onto our skin. And on that note, too, it is always a great idea to take your makeup off at night. Uh, it's a great way for your skin to continue to do what it's supposed to do to heal itself. And that's why I call it beauty sleep. Beauty sleep implies that our skin is able to recover and detoxify naturally. So uh, that is very important. It's a very important step in self healing in your wellness journey, as I like to refer refer to it to. Wow. Okay. So my mind is officially blown about the garlic. I had never thought about that because, you know, you're in a hurry, you're just throwing your makeup on. You don't really think about toxins because you don't see toxins, but using the garlic which obviously is not a toxin, but it's very strong and that she could taste it in her mouth within, you said, a couple of minutes. Yes. And, you know, because she was challenging me, I used garlic instead of something sweeter. So there you go. <laughs> garlic was good for her. Okay. So then our skin, biggest organ, you said our skin weighs five to seven pounds. That's amazing. So our skin is truly doing its job. And we have to do what we can to protect our skin. It sounds like that's what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need everything that we can possibly do to help our skin detoxify, to help our body detoxify, which is why what I recommend to um, anyone who asks me questions about what can they do to improve the quality of their skin of their body is um, drinking water. Drinking water helps to flush all of the toxins that our skin can get rid of. And it also helps to lubricate all of the um, organs in our body so they function at maximum capacity. 
again, just these little simple things that we can do at home that um, that are available to us. So um, back on the toxins, one thing I hadn't really thought much about was nail polish. And I was at my nutrition conference a couple of weeks ago in San Diego. And one of the speakers said within four minutes of putting on a traditional nail polish, it hits your bloodstream. And I got to tell you, Gabriel, that stopped me in my tracks because I may not do manicures every week, but I probably get one a month. And I don't want that toxic load in my system. I'm cancer free now. I don't want to ever get cancer again. Can you tell us... A, if that rings true for you, and B, what can we do if we still want to put color on our nails? Uh, nail polish was one of the biggest challenges that I had creating my products because of the um, the ingredients that were out there that just um, were very hard to find in nature. So... I worked very hard. I worked very, very hard at working with my chemist to ensure that our nail polish had uh, clean ingredients, which meant too is, you know, being a makeup artist, I need to make sure that my products work. Otherwise, people will not buy them again. And we started off as five free, and that means free of all of the toxins found in mass market cosmetics. And then we also found that in doing so, we faced other challenges, like how are we going to remove the nail polish? So it truly was a multi-layered process that I had to work on. And, and it is something now that we've successfully been able to do now for 30 years. It's been a journey. Like I, like I, I can't tell you, Deborah. it's been a lot of trial and error, a lot of failures, but successes as well. Well, and it is a journey because what you're talking about is educating people. Because again, I mean, I'm, I've been a nutritionist for 30 years and it wasn't until I got diagnosed with cancer in 2020 where I thought, huh, what else am I doing to my body that could be impacting my toxic load? Because toxins in our environment are off the charts. Latest research is showing that one out of two men and one out of three women will probably end up with cancer in their lifetime. What is, what's causing that? I mean, it's not just one thing, but a lot of the experts I interview say, you've got to look at your toxic load. I agree. And you are what you eat. You are what you eat. I truly believe that uh, diet is 98%. It is. And that's a lot, but it is truly, it's true. And it's what you put onto your skin. It's what you wash your body with. The bar of soap that you use, the gels that you use, the hair products, the toxic hair products, the um, all of the garbage in hairspray, that um, the shellac. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of times you see hairdressers with um, gas masks on when they do special treatments. Yeah, I wonder why. That's a lot of fumes. Wow. Wow. That is a lot of fumes. It's a lot of fumes. But again, I think that, you know, we're just, we're, we get used to things, right? I mean, we're used to getting our, our hair color. We're used to going and getting a manicure. We're used to using, you know, this certain type of lotion on our body that's great for dry skin. But it's probably not until 
somebody ed- either educates you, or in my case, my eye doctor said, you, if you want to continue to wear eye makeup, you have to find something that's got almost no toxins in it, which led me to your products. You know, Deborah, another thing too, um, in talking, in, you brought up a point, your eye doctor, uh, eye drops too, that enters our bloodstream too. Think about the, the visine that we use to constrict the blood vessels. What is in there that makes that happen? So eardrops, anything, anything that we put into our skin. Right, anything. And, of course, there are non-toxic ways um, to still have these products. You make a line, but then there's also simple things you can do. Like, let's just say you, you're not going to use your you know, typical, you know, Johnson and Johnson lotion anymore, but could you just put coconut oil on your hands? Yes. I'm a big believer in do-it-yourself beauty treatments. You're able to customize it. I mean, when our biggest market is the natural products market because 30 years ago, they actually understood what I was trying to do. Uh, to give you an idea, a customer that shops in a department store is very different than a customer that shops in a health food store. A customer that shops in a department store, the first thing they'll ask is, what will this product do for me? Whereas a customer in a health food store, the first thing they'll ask is, what's in it? So that that truly made a difference for me. And that is what I decided to focus on because I think skin is the best accessory. The better your skin, the less makeup you need. Always enhance it with here and there with products. So true. And I wear sunscreen a lot. Yes, I live in Seattle, um, but I still wear sunscreen. And I have to say, um, I've had so many experts on my podcast and they were all telling me, you can't use traditional sunscreens. Like they are so full of junk. And I thought, huh? That's true, but are the more natural sunscreens going to really protect my skin? Can you comment on that? Yes, um, I am so ecstatic to have been able to launch our first ever mineral sunscreen uh, two months ago. That was something that I've been working on for over 10 years, and it had to be right. It had to be in line with the rest of my products. And what was involved was going through a rigorous FDA testing. And none of, um, I've never have had to do that with any of my other products because I wasn't making claims. So there were a lot of um, hoops to jump, a lot of red tape, and everything just fell into line. And we were able to successfully launch it a couple months ago. And in doing so, our sunscreen is... SPF 50, water resistant for up to two hours. And it is also um, transparent and it is reef safe. Again, something that's going to help the entire environment. When I was in Hawaii a couple months ago, I confirmed that traditional sunscreens that are not reef safe are illegal in, in the state of Hawaii. So kudos to Hawaii for being um, on the forefront of a great, great movement. What they found was that a lot of the ingredients in traditional sunscreens ended up in the ocean and they ended up bleaching the coral reefs and killing them, as well as plant life. 
or ocean, ocean life. So we're going to be seeing more of that, hopefully around the planet. So if you can imagine what a traditional sunscreen does to coral reef, what do you think it does to our skin, to our body? It creates havoc. It disrupts our hormones. It um, affects our body chemistry. And if we can avoid it, absolutely. And there's no way to avoid the sun. And Deborah, even though we live in Seattle, we do get sun. If we didn't, it wouldn't be so lush or so green. That's really okay? true. <laughs> we get a lot of rain, Which is too. great for the skin, too. It is. It is. Well, that is fascinating that Hawaii has basically outlawed traditional sunscreens because they are toxic. Back to the nail polish, I'll just throw this out. I was trying to figure out how to dispose of some of my old nail polish because I know you can't just throw it in the garbage can. You know, again, it's just, it's, it's toxic. So I went on a couple of websites and um, Department of Health and Human Services actually considers it toxic household waste. And I thought, oh my gosh, what other things am I potentially putting on my skin or my hair that could be deemed in that same category as hazardous household waste? Exactly. And our body is not a junkyard, okay? <laughs> it's, not, you know, it's not a waste dump. You no, know, the body is so resilient that I don't know how it does what it does because it just seems like um, when... You know, growing up in Mexico, I grew up in an environment where everything was organic and natural. And then when I moved to the States, I remember going to grocery stores and just going through the produce section. I have never seen a perfectly round orange or an apple before. I go, is that fake? How is that even possible? They're genetically modified to look like that. I mean, that doesn't happen in nature. So you can just imagine what is in the food that we eat, that um, the pesticides, the hormones, you name it, that we eat, that we ingest. And our body, I mean, is able to successfully eliminate it, but it can only do so much. It can only do so much, right. And if we have a lifetime of, you know, again, throwing all these toxins on without much regard for our skin, there is, a, there is going to be a, an end point where your body just says, okay, I'm, I'm burned out. I can't do anymore. It's time it to is, change. And that's a big wake-up call, and hopefully we should never get to that point. Hopefully no, not. Um, right. But that's interesting what you were saying about growing up in Mexico. Um, you know, you have a fairly organic lifestyle and things were, you know, very close to actual nature and not perfect. Then you came to the United States and, you know, food is perfect. People are perfect. You know, this level of perfection that we're pursuing could be killing You know, perfection on the outside, but you really don't know what was going on behind closed doors in our body. You just don't know when it was about to break down. Right. Right. Yes. And even with the, that perfect orange you saw in the, in the produce aisle, perfect on the outside, but what's the level of nutrition on the inside? And it, does it have, you know, 25 toxins in it that could eventually cause problems in your that body? That orange coloring number 14, so it, so it looked like an orange. 
look like it's an orange. Exactly it right. didn't taste like an orange. <laughs> Okay, y'all, I am so picky about fish. I only eat wild fish. And yes, I'm that ridiculously obnoxious person in the restaurant where I interrogate the wait staff asking, what kind of fish is this? Where did it come from? But this is why I love ButcherBox wild salmon. Their wild salmon is caught in the wild in the Bristol Bay area of Alaska, which is really known for the best sockeye salmon on the planet. It's also sustainably harvest, which is really important to me. There's never anything added to it. And I love that ButcherBox has partnered with fishermen who really uphold strict fishing and handling practices to guarantee the taste and again, the quality. I am not good at eating salmon. I'm good if somebody puts it in front of me, but I'm not so good at buying it and cooking it. And according to Dr. Mark Hyman, the Mediterranean diet can be super helpful in lowering cancer risk. And he recommends at least two days a week eating wild salmon. And this is where Butcher Box really helps me out. I get my box. I've got individual wrapped pieces of salmon. I can defrost it in minutes and probably have dinner on the table in about 15 to 20 minutes. I talk to my friends at Butcher Box and ask them, listen, I'm not good at eating salmon and I'm guessing my listeners aren't either. So can you offer us a deal? And they put together, honestly, an unprecedented deal. So when you sign up for ButcherBox, you're going to get two pounds of wild-caught Alaskan sockeye salmon free in every box for three months and $20 off of your first order by using the code ENOS. Sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash ENOS and use the code ENOS, boy, that's a lot of my last name, to get two pounds of salmon for free in every box for three months, plus $20 off of your first order. So tell me a little bit about some of the people who've inspired you on this journey. And how did you come to be so educated in this area? People inspire me. So I'm inspired every single day by women that are survivors, that are warriors, that want to make a difference with themselves and also with the world. We can do that. And it there is power in numbers. And I had no idea that there were other people like me out there that were on the same quest, on the same journey. So I've been gathering my tribe, which... Um, pretty large. And we're going to make some changes, some positive changing, starting with ourselves. And I want to be an inspiration to whoever I talk to and whoever uses my products and whoever wants to listen. Well, I think you've got a a big audience out there. I've never seen In my 30 years in the health and wellness industry, I've never seen people so hungry for products that are non-toxic and are not going to do them harm. And as I mentioned, I just got back from my nutrition conference and, um, you know, it's astounding what people are putting on their skin. And then we have these expectations that our body's just going to detox it. It's just going to, we're just going to sweat it out. We're just going to pee it out. But it doesn't always work like that because at some point, we do have hormone disruption. We do um, end up with inflammation 
And some of these products that we're using, I'm sure can contribute to some of those issues. Yes, we never give our body the opportunity to truly heal back to 100%. I think maybe 60%. And then we still keep pushing. We keep pushing. One more uh, session of my hot yoga. I'm just going to sweat it out. I mean, it doesn't work that way. You're going to sweat out more than just... uh, uh, what you what you drank earlier in the day, you're going to sweat out some major um, ingredients in our body that we need, whether it be the, um, what are those things called? The, the emergency, the electrolyte. Electrolytes, yeah. I yeah. mean, you're sweating those out too. You are. You are. So, yeah. I mean, you can only do so much. That's right. Again, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. I couldn't agree more. And it allows your body or gives your body the chance to detox, you know, the way our body was designed to detox. And um, speaking of detoxing, you mentioned GMOs. Do you have some opinion on GMOs and do you use any genetically modified ingredients in your products? I think they're evil. And no, I don't. I, I mean, they weren't available 30 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> and I think, what's, look at what's new and exciting. Let's use these in our cosmetics, like other companies have done. And then you come out to find out 30 years later that they really weren't the greatest for you. Like a lot of pharmaceuticals and a lot of um, chemicals that are out there, we didn't know what the long-term effect was going to be with these. So, um, no, I have, I have not included them into any of my products because there's never been a need to. Why fix it if it ain't broken, right? Right. And, you know, GMOs um, would probably make your products less expensive because they're cheap and easy, easily available, but you're not doing your body any good by putting it on the outside or on the inside. No. And, you know, that's another thing too is, um, I've been very aware of price pricing mm-hmm. and that is something that I've been trying to want to do with my cosmetics is make them accessible to just about everybody. And, and they are. Unfortunately, they aren't priced the same way in other parts of the world just because of, I mean, there's so many factors involved, but Again, we just try to keep our prices very um, as low as I possibly can without compromising the quality of our product. It has been a challenge this these last two years just because of the supply chain issues that everybody has been having. Experiencing, right. But we've been fortunate that we've been able to absorb that cost at this point. Again, I want to be able to put my money back into research and development and into um, doing promotions, doing as much as I possibly can for my community instead of having that big glossy um, eight by 11 page ad in a magazine. Right. That's not what no, I'm No, and it shows that you are putting so much money into research because of, again, your products. I did just try your sunscreen. I'm wearing it right now. And I'm, I love your products. And actually on price, 
I just want to say that two things. First of all, I tried some other brand of non-toxic nail polish probably 15 years ago, and I hated it. And so, of course, that one experience colored me moving forward because I immediately said uh, the non-toxic stuff doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so that's one comment. And then the second one is I was, I was talking to my mom over the weekend. I surprised her for Mother's Day. And I said, look at my new nail polish. And I'm going to interview Gabrielle on my podcast. And she said, oh, my gosh, that must be so expensive. And I said, you know what? It's exactly the same price as any other nail polish that I would buy. So my experience has been that the maybe this next generation, and perhaps it's just your company, I'd like to think it's all, all non-toxic beauty brands, but they're amazing products. You're not losing anything in the wearability, and I don't think they're, the price would be a deterrent. I don't think so, too, because I mean, we guarantee all of our cosmetics Mm-hmm. I stand behind my products. And I think the more cosmetic companies are using natural, the um, less expensive they will be. Look at organic produce. It used to be mm-hmm. so expensive. Right. 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's become more mainstream now. I mean, you can get it at traditional mass market cost uh, grocery stores now. Right. Costco, Walmart. You're right. And Would the you? prices have come down. Yeah. Yes. So it's very, I'm, I'm very excited to see those healthy changes. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so you talked a little bit too, Gabriel, about some of your favorite um, DIY, um, do-it-yourself natural beauty. Can you share a couple of things that you are loving right now of DIY? I mean, there's so many. Where do I start? I've been, um, well, my, my, my go-to is jojoba oil. Uh, and castor oil. I love mixing them with my body lotion on my body. It just, during the winter, my skin gets so dry that I just love using that. And I also love putting it into my bath and shower gel. So it really coats my skin and it doesn't um, dry out my skin. Traditional soaps can dry out your skin, which is why I'm a big fan of shower gels, especially the older I get. And so I've been doing that and when I talk to customers too, I have them introduce some essential oils into their favorite lotions or creams. Uh, for nighttime, I recommend them using one or two drops of chamomile or essential rose to um, give them more of a hydrating benefits, more of a natural anti-aging. Just because the essential oils, oils are just... Uh, so rich in so many different wonderful ingredients that are very compatible with our own skin. And another one that I like to do too is, um, what is it? This is my latest. I also, I love to cook with essential oils. How weird is that? My favorite essential oil to cook with is black pepper. That, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm I'm Mex I have a, a Mexican descent, so I was weaned on a jalapeno. So anything I love everything that's just hot and spicy. So oh, it's amazing. So the black pepper truly just gives it uh, a different flavor. So it's just amazing what you can do with your essential oils for skincare as well as your food. And 
Um, I've recently, within the last year, been enjoying my baths. And again, that is just like a big, a big organic um, human bathtub with that you can just put so many things, so many wonderful things in there, essential oils, bath salt, um, flower petals, just, just celebrate, enjoy, enjoy it. Right. It's very decadent. And, you know, it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing amount of self-care. Which, yes, something that we need to we do, do more of. Do. And it's something that I've been embracing and I've been taking the time for myself, which I, we, we need to. We do. So um, interesting that you mention um, castor oil. I'm kind of new to the castor oil game and I've been using it actually, I... Um, hurt my knee playing pickleball. I'm embarrassed to even admit that. And so I started reading some articles about how castor oil can knock down inflammation. So I've been wrapping my knee um, in just an old dish towel with castor oil on it and then a little bit of plastic wrap um, to keep it from going all over the place. And I got to tell you, it's it's done some amazing things. I think so too. I think we can find so many natural remedies in nature. People have been doing it for thousands and thousands of years. We've gotten away from it because we are, we've come to a point in human civilization where we want it to work now. Just like with eczema, psoriasis on your skin. You buy this cream from uh, your doctor that he gives you a prescription for. And all it does, it just... um, doesn't treat the root cause it just treats the symptoms so as soon as you stop using the cream guess what it's back so you're stuck using it for the rest of your That's life right. Right. whereas going to a naturopath he right. will give you something he will prescribe the necessary uh product for you to take to take care of the issue so it does not come back that's right because an external issue is actually an internal issue. So if we have psoriasis on our skin, take a look at your gut health, take a look at what you're eating. That's where we really need to start. And um, being a nutritionist, you know, you are what you eat. And what you ate yesterday, I don't know what you did, but I know why you're cranky now. You shouldn't have gone to that through that fast food, you know, line. That's right. (laughs) Did you exactly really need right. that milkshake? <laughs> did you really, and, or did you really need what I call sugar coffee? You go to you know these these coffee shops and you come out with a latte or a mocha, and it has eight packets of sugar in there. And so, yes, you know that that's going to annihilate your skin. But what is what else is it doing on the inside? It's going to shoot your blood sugar levels up, 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 and then what right. goes up must come right. down. That's right. That's right. And cause massive amounts of inflammation in your body. And we've got to figure out a different way to live if we want to live. Yes. And there are so many options available now that there weren't 30 years ago. Nobody knew. Nobody knew about celiac disease. Nobody knew about gluten intolerance. Nobody knew about so many different things. None of our cosmetics have ever 
had any ingredients with gluten. Uh, our products have always been vegan. So I see so many new companies now that they tell that they're so proud of that. But hey, other companies have been doing it for such a long time. I just I just and, applaud you, Gabriel, for, you know, you were at the forefront and it takes a lot of educating of of your customer base to for them to want to desire products that are going to be good for them. I think so too. And again, education is such a key of um, our brand that, I mean, that is, to me, that is the best um, way to get my story across is by uh, word of mouth. I mean, social media is amazing, but you can't really hear the passion behind it. It is very clear to me that you have the heart of an educator and today you've really given us so much to think about um, and to, again, go back and just, you know, try a non-toxic version of maybe whatever we're using right now and maybe just start with one thing. Maybe it's changing your lotion. Maybe it's changing out, you know, your eye makeup like I did. And also, I love what you were saying about getting a reef safe sunscreen as we're moving into the summer months. So, um, Gabriel, I just want to thank you so much for coming my, on my podcast. It was such a pleasure to uh, see you and Absolutely. talk to you. Today. And, you know, on that last note, again, to how, how I would follow up your question with a skincare or a cosmetic item. Uh, for skincare, I would recommend a cleanser. You need to wash your face. You need to take up all of that environmental pollution off that we get from our car to our front door. And for um, cosmetics, I would do probably a mascara. So many mascaras have so much chemical garbage in there that it's very toxic. Very toxic. Again, why you have dry eye? Mascara, what brand are you using? Okay, so then now I have one more, one more final, final question. Are you saying that when we're out in the environment that the toxins in the air can stay on our skin? They do, they do. I'll give you an example. When you go home tonight, um, I don't know if you use toners or tonics. Use it, use, look at your cotton pad. It's going to be yeah. black, okay? It's going to be black from the exhaust fumes. I don't know where you live too. I mean, it could oh be to the environment. What do you, what plants do you live near that the air floats mm. your way? I mean, I do that sometimes and I get grossed out. And I go, where was I today that my cotton pad is black? I mean, I don't know. Oh my gosh. So again, that's the truth. So think about traveling, um, I, I remember the last time I was in Mexico City, yeah. I just felt so, the pollution was off the charts. I had a hard time drawing a deep breath. And I'll bet if I would have put toner on my skin, it would have been You would have seen. Pretty you would have seen, you know, half yeah. of Mexico yeah. on that cotton pad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so when I get home tonight, take off my makeup, put a little toner on a cotton pad, and kind of... It'll show me like, okay, you still have this stuff on no. your skin. And so it sounds like you're saying we need to really clean it off for our body to be able to detox. Is that, that is correct? exactly correct. Yes. It needs to, it needs this okay. chance to repair itself and it can't really repair itself yeah. if our pores are clogged. 
it doesn't do what it's supposed to be doing. We'll notice, um, right. we'll notice we're going to get skin disruptions, whiteheads, blackheads. Our pores are clogged. So again, so our skin will really tell a story of where we've been. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you again. Oh my gosh. Great podcast. I learned so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening. 